Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we were joined by Germany's comedy ambassador to the UK, Henning Vane, who kicked us off with a bit of German rhyming slang, which uh, the listeners embraced. You'll hear some of the best of those. Tony Schabrecki from uh, SEN Radio in Melbourne join us as well. We had a bizarre tale from the world of Australian sport in lockdown. Uh, Andy Smart gave us his uh, top five gridiron movies. Uh, Jar Wobble joined us with his son, Charlie. They uh, are working as Jar Wobble and GZTN, making music together. Charlie, a former professional footballer. We also brought you Striker, and uh, once again, we brought you the Clips of the Week Wheel of Fortune. Plus, in and amongst that bit of Tony Shebeki, you'll hear the great Rex Hunt in action. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And I think we should maybe start, Andy, with Sue, your wife, uh, and um, the, the epiphany, the sporting epiphany that's taken place for her since uh, lockdown began. If you haven't been listening, folks, uh, Andy took, um, it was like a couch to 5K, really, the ping pong equivalent. Took Sue from unable to hold a bat and hit a ball over a net to a rally of what? How long? 763 is our 763 record so far. shots, which is quite amazing. Yeah. And then uh, Andy... Uh, 699, we went out, we were live on Max Rushton's show, the warm-up oh, on Sunday. 699. And, it's like uh, the nervous 90s. came back to us. Yeah, it was yeah. quite frustrating. So the thing is, we've been doing cricket and boxing as well. And uh, she <laughs> said to me last night, I think, because we only did 560 or something yesterday. And she said, oh, it's affecting me. Doing these other sports, it's affecting me. <laughs> so we can't do those sports today. We've got That's to just amazing. On the table, she's so funny, honestly. But the, so, the, uh, to our Instagram followers, which are growing, Andy, the, the, the particular wording of the message she sent out, I thought, was, was fantastic. Can you remember what it was? Oh, yeah, she said something. She said, it's affecting me, all the am- amount of other sports knowledge I'm obliged to take in. She's I'm obliged. <laughs> so she feels obliged to learn boxing and cricket. I felt, I felt Whereas, bad at that point. So she wants <laughs> ping pong to be her core sport, and she should really concentrate on that. What about that? It's fantastic. But she's a bit like Rita Webb, who used to appear at the... Uh, That's the a bit harsh. Of, Mr. Know, Parry would say. She came on yesterday and she went, hello, everyone. 
it's definitely she's loving it. All the all yeah. the fans, all the I think it wasn't it Janet. Was it Janet <laughs> Webb who came on at Rita? Oh, yeah. I think there were no relation. Yeah. People think well, they're all fine. Yeah, anyway, this you're no, listening yeah. to Talk Sport. She would come on and say, thank you for watching my little show tonight. I love you all. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Anyway, I probably made a bit of a ropey start because the tech op said to me, just before we started, he went, have you got hay fever? <laughs> Great. I must sound like Melvin Bragg. So that's a confidence booster. Thanks. <laughs> Never mind. What can you do? Um, yeah. Great. I've got some sports news. Huh? Greyhound Racing is expected back on June the 1st. Good. I can exclusively reveal the result of the first race. It's one from three and six with fifth back in fourth. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Or well, five back in fourth. Fifth, yes. fifth back in fourth will be <laughs> fifth back off. in fourth. So there, you could have a Graham race. If you've got some Grahams, you reign, you reign, name one of them fifth, one of them fourth, one of them third, one of them second. That would be good, wouldn't it? And it's first back in third good. and fifth back in sixth. That'd be good. That's Absolutely the hacking up. <laughs> it's the point. They never mention the names of the dogs. They just refer to them by their numbers. Sure you wouldn't be allowed to do harsh. it, would you? They wouldn't let you call their dogs after numbers. You couldn't call a, a greyhound fourth or fifth, could you? I wouldn't think. Let's ask no, the greyhound. Or striped, striped jacket either, I suppose. Yeah, it would be, it would be a striped jacket in the striped jacket. Well, if it wasn't wearing a striped jacket, it would be a bit awkward. <laughs> don't, don't, don't give it too much thought. No, okay, I won't. And, uh, I won't. I won't. Don't worry. And the Queen. The Queen has suffered an £18 million loss wow. through tourism and everything. She may have to be furloughed, although I'm not sure you'll be able to tell the difference, to be yeah. really honest. Blimey, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <clears throat> there we go. Steve Bruce. So you see Steve Bruce can't wait to get football back on the box, so he doesn't have to watch MasterChef again. Mm. And this is a brilliantly football-y quote from uh, Steve. He said, how good it would be to see a couple of Premier League games rather than a cookery show. No disrespect to cookery. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all fed up with watching. Oh, no, only a yeah. football person would say no disrespect to cookery. I think it's fair Brilliant. to say, looking at Steve, he has no he has no disrespect to cookery. Does he really? Yeah, he's great. <laughs> I think he has the the greatest of respect to the world full, of cookery. Full respect. <laughs> yeah, full respect. <laughs> I'd say yeah. that's probably probably true. Mm. And uh, you see that racing in France, it starts so early. I can't work this out what this is about. The first race today was at 10 past 10. I mean, I know they haven't got any fans, but they're still hoping people will watch. And, you know, yeah. what, what's the first race? The croissant handicap. It's like yeah. breakfast racing. I've never heard of this before. But It's a dream go. for Alan. I mean, if they start, they could go off at sort of eight. <laughs> in the morning very true. breakfast from Cheltenham <laughs> and he'd have live racing in it it'd be fantastic wouldn't it that's a very good point actually mm. and uh, where was this woman oh yes this woman I felt for her a bit she was uh, she was singing yeah oh here she was uh, a singer giving hour long performances including We'll Meet Again and Danny Boy on her front lawn has been threatened with legal action if she doesn't stop Robin yeah. Fudge 61 has she been Robin Fudge as well <laughs> she's not good is it oh that's her name sorry what about that player they had the other day, Robin Cock, who played for, I can't remember his name anyway. Oh, okay. no, I can't remember his name. I can't remember who he played for. Anyway, Robin uh, Fudge, 61, was trying yeah. to lift neighbours' spirits during lockdown. I was thinking, if she got annoyed, would she give them the finger of Fudge? She might. Well, she, <laughs> she, she might do. The thing is, she works under the name. She sings under the name. She's not just going out on her lawn and doing an hour's set of uh, We'll Meet Again, Danny Boy, uh, and others. Uh, she sings under the name of Cosmic Sparkle. Did you see that? Yeah, look, that's her stage name. And um, the the council have said we we don't want to prevent uh, trying to raise spirits, but uh, to pass on concerns over an amplified music system. So basically what you've got there with Cosmic Sparkle was her going out on a lawn for an hour with her speakers feeding back singing Mm. songs. I mean, she may be brilliant. I I may do it. I'm guessing she's not. 
And um, <laughs> and it's all very I can well. Understand you, it. It's all very well for you to feel sorry for her, but if she moved in next to you, you wouldn't be massively pleased, would you? Anyway, no, if you I live wouldn't. near Robert, uh, Cosmic let, Sparkle, do let us know. Unless she can play table tennis, in which case I'd welcome <laughs> yeah. her. Give you a break, wouldn't it, Andy? I mean, <laughs> I mean, are you playing more table tennis than you realistically want to at the moment? Are you feeling... I mean, Sue says she's obliged no. to try boxing and, and uh, cricket. Do you feel obliged to play more table tennis than you would normally like? No, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I think a lot of people have found this in lockdown. It's a pointless challenge. Mm. You know, it doesn't. There's no point to it whatsoever. I know that, but for us, it, it's become something, and so therefore, no, it's not pointless. You want, at all. You want to beat it. You want, it's a sort of matter of pride. Yeah. And so we've got mm. to, we, the we went back to Jacobs we Daily back Podcast. Video when we from broke the record, I think Sue's position was slightly wrong. So we need to analyse that, and also the fact that on that day we did two sessions. We did a session after the show. Immediately the show finished. Then we had a little rest, and then we came back and did another session, and we broke it in the second session. So that's what we're planning to. Day. So that's why there's no boxing and no cricket. Although I have ordered a cricket bat, which will be good. arriving and later a javelin, rather worryingly. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, I think it's a brilliant thing you're doing. I, I, I think it makes total sense. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Germany was back at the weekend. Many more of us watched it <laughs> than uh, usual over the years. We've spoken to our next guest on the world of German football on many occasions. And um, he, in fact, worked in the football industry in Germany back in the day. Is um, Germany's comedy ambassador to the UK, Henning Vane. Uh, Henning, good afternoon. Good afternoon. You're well, you too. Oh, we're not too good, bad. Thanks, Henning. <laughs> not too bad. Very Henning. echoey. Yes, you are right. Are okay, you? we don't mind you. But he's in the toilet. I'm guessing. <laughs> where are no, you? No, I'm in your office, where I should be. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not happy with the line. It's okay, it's fine, it's, it's the it's dub fine, mix, yeah. but it's absolutely fine. So, uh, <laughs> Henning, um, you must have been delighted to see uh, the Bundesliga back at the weekend. Did it go as well as you'd hoped? Well, overall, I think it did for my team, Schalke. Probably not. They lost 4-0 away to Dortmund in the derby. Uh, so, they essentially, they uh, carried on where they, where they left off before the break. So, that was seamless <laughs> transition. Um, <laughs> Other than that, I thought, uh, no, it's good. I mean, it's a bit odd with no spectators, but at least the ball is rolling. And uh, no, I think it's a really promising start. And I must say, I don't mind watching the games without without fans. So uh, I thought actually that the, the, the players look, look slightly more relaxed. So and they, they seem to be, they don't get the last percent what they would get, say, from the crowd cheering them on. But they all seem to be a bit more composed than they probably would be otherwise. How, how did you react to your... Cause it's interesting because it was your team. We were saying this yesterday. When it's not your team and you're watching two teams that you don't really care about, you, you, you don't have skin in the game. You're not sort of affected. But did you react in the normal way because it was your team? So when they went a goal down, were you sort of as angry as you normally would be? I mean, how, how, did, how did you feel I during the game? I didn't expect any different. I have to be honest with you. I would have been surprised... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I would have been uh, pleasantly surprised if it had gone any other way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of them, isn't it? If you feel like you haven't got skin in the game, stick a bet on. Then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Good all of point. a sudden, it's a lot more exciting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that basis, then, I might have a bet. Next week, we've got... So next week we've got Bayern, haven't we? Borussia Dortmund, Bayern. If I'm going to get some skin in that game, I've quite. I thought. I thought Dortmund looked. I mean, look, it's one game. 
But I is thought Dortmund, next week. I, thought, I think it's next week. Yeah, next midweek, next Wednesday. And they, they, yeah, they look yeah. good, Dortmund. They look like they'd. They look like they they were kind of further down the road than Bayern were. Yeah, but to be fair, though, they played Schalke, so. Uh... And I don't think Schalke is the benchmark in German football at the moment, or hasn't been since 1958, to be precise. Um, yeah, no, Dortmund looked good, but let's be honest, they played against a really poor side. It, it must be a source of pride for you, Henning, that Germany were the first to come back and handled with sort of customary efficiency. Did, did, you, did, you, did your heart swell there when you, when you knew that was going to happen? Uh, I have to be honest with you, I don't understand what any of this is all about, to be honest. Uh, I don't understand why we're not all back at work, but that's, uh, that's a different story altogether. So, uh, yeah, so it was good that, uh, that, that something's happening, that the restaurants have reopened and uh, life is, uh, is on the way back to normal. So and I think that is uh, A, overdue and, 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 and B, a really good development. Right, and in terms of uh, how have you been coping in this uh, in this uh, lockdown uh, over here in in the UK? Anyway, where you've of course lived for many years. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm blessed. I live on the south coast, and hmm. um, so I went. I was out essentially cycling most days. The weather has been tremendous uh, throughout the lockdown, and the roads were fantastically empty for cycling. So it was like what well, it must have been like in the 1950s with uh, <laughs> I don't know, probably three, three cars an hour or something. Well, absolutely fantastic. And now you you see there is more cars again on the road and, and all that. But I'm, I have to be honest with you. I mean, I want to work. I think everything should be open, but seeing it isn't, might as well make the most of it and uh, try and get as much fresh air as you can. Yeah, just make the best. Have you been doing some online gigs? I see your newsletter. You've still been compiling that to your followers. Have you been been doing some online gigs as well? Uh, I think I've done one or two. I've done one for Just the Tories <coughs> in Nottingham, for Trevor Martin. Um, done a little bit there, but other than that, no, I think I, I see this at the moment that, I mean, I don't know. Is the future of comedy online? I can't quite see it. No, um, no, no. let's hope uh, not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just it must so be so difficult for you, Henning. We've spoken to comedians about this. I mean, you know, you're kind of you're doing gags into a vacuum, a bit like Andy and I do every day. But we know what we're getting nothing there. <laughs> but it's true. It's like it's, it must be very difficult when you're used to feedback. That's that's your lifeblood. Uh, it must be very hard online. Just think, well, I hope they're laughing at that. I've got no idea. Yeah, I think it's a whole new game, isn't it? I think hmm. you, if, if you say if you tell a story, I think that works. That works as well as as, as, as anything, I reckon. So because I mean, people enjoy listening to audio books or a drama on Radio 4, so mm. people enjoy mm. that, so there is no good reason why they wouldn't be enjoying uh, 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 anything, uh, anything else worth let. I think the trouble is production value. Try to make, say, if you do it visually as well, and you only have got, say, your camera phone, mm. and then you have got the whole thing shot from one position. Now, that gets boring on the eye after a little while. Yeah. So I think the hardest bit... Mm. It's not even the content. I think is making it look decent. 
I think that's true. I'm quite interested, Henning, in your diet. I mean, here you've lived here for many years. Have you adapted to the English diet, or are you still sort of hanker after sort of German? Well, do you think delicacies? he sits there eating bratwurst all day and well, sauerkraut? I don't know. I'd, I'd be very him. surprised, Henning, if that's the case. Yeah, no. I mean, I've had a big uh, life-changing moment about seven years ago when I uh, gone vegan. So. Oh. Yeah, no, my, my mother thinks I'm not all there. So whenever I go home, she's like, <laughs> you're not eating properly and all that luck. So uh, <laughs> I would say my uh, my diet has changed quite dramatically over those last uh, last year, last few years. Yeah. And, uh, well, do I miss anything from home? I tell you what, I look out the window now. The sun is out. I can see the sea. There mm. really isn't that much I miss. No, I can understand that. Well, that's you've, fair enough. You've yeah. also, in lockdown, you have come up, I see with German rhyming slang. So you're a fan of the Cockney rhyming slang. You've been working on some German <laughs> rhyming slang. Yeah, do you think that might catch on? I think it could. Well, we all love, we all well, love the Bundesliga yeah. now. We're all obsessed with German football. So it may, just, it, may, it may evolve through our love of German football. Yeah, 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 yeah. So have you got a few examples handy? Let, let, me, let me test you then. Uh, uh, British politics is in a right old Rudolf. Is it, uh, uh, Rudolf, Hess. Rudolf Hess. Very good. Yeah, you don't That's terrible. <laughs> but if you don't stand, if you don't stay, if you don't stay indoors, they might send you down to France. Uh, the France. Uh, oh, the France clamour. Exactly. Yeah. Slammer. You um, end up in the slammer in the old friends. Friends clamour. That's right. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah. I was thinking Beckenbauer. What is that? How does that work? I can see that take. You oh, could say Sha- <laughs> Yeah, Schalke in a right old Rudolph. You can. Uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. certainly are. So, yeah. uh, well, Beckenbauer. I don't know what will be. Uh, Franz Beckenbauer probably eleventh hour. Eleventh hour. Yeah, oh. we well, scored an equaliser well, after- in the Franz Beckenbauer. Or you have yeah. to take a Franz Beckenbauer after the game. Or an early Franz Beckenbauer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm just off for I'm just off for a Franz. What do you mean? I'm off for a Franz Beckenbauer. Yeah, and a shave as well. This is good, Henning. I like this it. This works. Uh, should we add to it? I mean, the listeners. I think they may. Uh, you had a few more. You had um, uh, you had a right old Rudolph in there. You had uh, and this virus is a proper Boris. Was another one you gave us. Can we say that this time of the day? Yeah, I think you can. Boris yeah. Becker, Brecker. Oh, oh, okay, oh, right. Yes, Boris yeah. Becker, yeah. All right, then. Well, we'll ask the talk sport no, listeners let's, to add. Let's hope the government gets. Let's hope the government gets us out of this helmet. Helmet, helmet. Um, oh, coal. Helmet coal. Hole. Yeah. Let's settle. Okay. Let's not go with his predecessor, Helmut Schmidt. Let's go Helmut Coal and Hole. <laughs> I know. I went to Helmut Schmidt. I You're thought right. you might have yeah, done. I, yeah. Good job. I went down the coal rather than the Schmidt route. Really. <laughs> You're coal and you know you are, yeah, as like they it. sing. Uh, also, heading uh, on back on that, Dave Kitwright in the Sun today, quite interesting. He, he made the point that a lot of uh, people had suggested that English football fans will congregate uh, if the game returns to non-neutral grounds, if they just play at home. And he made the point that, um, apart from a handful of uh, Union Berlin fans who got together, but literally a handful, people didn't. And you couldn't say that German football fans are not fanatical. And he quoted the Cologne fans turning up at Arsenal in 2017. I mean, they are fanatical fans. So if we can trust yeah. German fans with their fanaticism not to congregate around matches, we probably should trust their own. Yes, I agree with that. Absolutely, 100%. But the slight difference is, or what you have to take into account, 
The reason why no one showed up was because all the big supporter associations are against carrying on with the season. Right. They're saying it's oh. blatant. They're saying there is no football without fans. This is just blatantly purely for TV revenue. Football has sold out. It's purely commercial interests. That's why we won't show up outside the ground and why we're totally opposed to it. So it's not that they were well behaved. They're just totally against the idea of carrying on with the season. Hmm. Oh, wow. Interesting stuff. Well, I, I've, I've just yeah. noticed a bit more of your add to the rhyming slang. Uh, you might after this, uh, it's a good chance you'll go and put the old Sebastian on for a cup of tea. You're always you're always up for a Steffi, aren't you? Uh, I, I said a Steffi. Um, Henning. <laughs> I'm always up for it. Yeah, thanks for asking. Steffi Graf, laugh. Always laugh, up for yeah. a Steffi Graf. Um, yeah, that's very good. Uh, what else? There was another one I liked. Uh, an Ava. We're in the cut. We're currently we're easing ourselves out of Ava. Uh, I'm sorry, Ava, if you're listening. This uh, Ava Brown lockdown you went with. Ava Braun lockdown. I don't know if that really works. <laughs> lockdown doesn't yeah, let's work. Yeah, in German. Eva Braun lockdown. Eva. <laughs> get the old Eva. We're living through the old Eva. Um, <laughs> And uh, you've you've been you've been uh, topping up your your Oliver, I understand. I certainly have. Yeah, Oliver can tan. <laughs> oh, fantastic! <laughs> I mean, it's like hours of fun, isn't it? It's good, Henning. Uh, we're going to ask the listeners for some more. Will I be able yes. to see Dal? You will. Oh, they, will we, we, they will be on at TSH and J on Twitter. You'll be able to check them out as they come through, and we'll. Oh, and we'll try and pass on, we'll, we'll uh, copy you in or retweet them so you get a chance to look at them. Now, I'll tell you what, if there is enough good ones, maybe we can turn it into a little Nadia Tiller. <laughs> Nadia Tiller is a German actress of the 70s. Nadia okay. Tiller, stocking filler. <laughs> a nice, a nice little, nice oh, Nadia yeah. Tiller, stocking filler. You've got to have a system. I'm sure um, if there's an award ceremony, Henning, you'll get plenty of Berties, Bertie votes. Oh yeah, that's not okay. that's not rhyming nice. slang. No, Bertie votes no. votes. That's not really rhyming slang, is it, Andy? Oh, it's good enough for the purpose of this. Yeah, that'll do. So yeah, let's not start. I'm being. a bit of a Morris Volt. Dolt. Let's not start. Yeah, let's not bring Stefan into this conversation. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now there is talk, of course, of uh, Premier League football is going into uh, lockdown together uh, potentially, and uh, biosecure quarantine hotels is uh, the beautiful phrase that's uh, being used and that's kind of what's been happening in uh, Aussie rules at the moment Uh, and it did mean that uh, Port Adelaide and Adelaide two uh, AFL teams were going to be quarantined together the difference is they are local rivals and they don't get on I think some of these comments should give you uh, an idea of that Um, uh, David Koch who is uh, Port Adelaide's chairman said um, we're so different. Why should we have to spend eight weeks in the same hotel with you? We have respect for you. We just don't like you. We eat Balfour's meat pies and you eat quiche. And you guys drink Chardonnay. <laughs> You're not our type of people. So we are arch enemies. Don't put us together. Now, I think we have breaking news on that subject. But uh, the voice of the G and from uh, SEM Radio in Australia, Tony Shebecki joins us. Good afternoon, Tony. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Great to be with you again. This is akin to Chelsea matching up with Arsenal in a hotel, Man U versus Man City, or dare I say Celtic and Rangers being in the same hotel. It, wow, is a disaster, it was a disastrous decision. <laughs> Whose idea? Was this the AFL's idea to put them together? 
Yeah, so what's happened, guys, is every state here in Australia has had different uh, rules in regards to their coming back from the COVID-19 situation. Some are a little bit more advanced than others, and that's just due to the fact of the amount of uh, cases that each state has had. Unfortunately, up until about an hour or two ago, the South Australian government had refused both Port Adelaide and Adelaide to train in a contact situation, saying that there were, well, there were public health grounds to stop that from happening. So they didn't get that exemption. So as a result, because the AFL season is restarting on June 11th, these teams had to train. So they were going to move to the Gold Coast up in Queensland and do their training there before the first round and probably for about another five or six weeks into the season. But uh, that crisis has been averted with the South Australian authorities only about an hour or two ago, granting both clubs exemptions, which means they won't have to travel. Ah, okay. Mm, <laughs> which is obviously okay. a relief for both of them. What, what are the origins of this rivalry and how long does it go back? Oh, this rivalry goes back hundreds of years to an extent. Adelaide, having only been a team in the AFL, though, for the last 25 or so years, Port Adelaide, though, has been an established team in its own right in the South Australian national competition before they came into the uh, the AFL itself. So they were probably one of the more... Uh, stronger teams in the South Australian Football National League and as a result people hate them like any team that's been successful over time they've won more premierships than any other team this rivalry got so bad between these two teams that back in 2002 at a hotel in Adelaide called the Ramsgate Hotel both teams went there for a drink after their local showdown which is the same as a derby and 300 people started inside the pub 280 finished outside the pub Another 20 were seen scattering under tables and rose bushes. Good Lord. <laughs> and obviously, Port Adelaide see Adelaide as posh, don't they? Is that, is that, what, is that the way the fans view them? Why is that? Uh, well, Port Adelaide fans are more sort of that... Oh, what's the sort of fan that I'm looking for? Fans that Base. don't have teeth. <laughs> they don't have teeth. Feral. <laughs> Feral, I think, is the word we're looking for. Feral. For Adelaide fans. Whereas Feral. Adelaide fans are more refined. They're more city slickers. Chardonnay right. drinkers and the like. Wow. I've, I, I've got a little story about the Adelaide Crows, actually, because when uh, the company that we work for were taken over by uh, Rupert Murdoch's organisation, uh, Ali Ross, who writes the Sun TV column, said to me, uh, Rupert's favourite team is the Adelaide Crows. He loves them. So oh. I thought, well, you know, he, he might come round the studio. And I thought, I might. And you're you know, such a crawler, well, Andy. What did you do? Base- well, I am. I went out and bought an Adelaide Crows baseball cap just yeah. in case he came in. Yeah. And it cost me an absolute <laughs> fortune. I think it's sent from Australia. And, and he's, he's never, never, come he's in never and, been, he's never been around the to see you yet. That, actually, that is quite pathetic, Andy, that you went out and did that. Especially know, as you've now admitted it. So if he's listening this afternoon... <laughs> Uh, when he sees you, he probably will. That's exactly what he'll do. Oh, so well, that's the, uh, we're interested as well, Tony. You are uh, you work at the uh, the MCG, and um, we were. I was saying to Andy earlier on that you could socially distance in the MCG. That was ninety thousand people. So you could you could basically uh, have somebody three seats away, hopefully socially distancing, and still have more than you could get into Lords. You can have thirty thousand people that's in true. this safely. Yeah. You- you could. Unfortunately, though, at the moment, Victoria's laws only allow a gathering of 10 people uh, in an outdoor oh. situation. So until that's sort of lifted to a higher number, that won't be happening. But you're right, all of our games are restarting on June the 11th, so it'll be round two of the season. Round one was back in March, seems like three years ago. And uh, all the games for the foreseeable future, if not the, re- the, uh, the rest of the season, 
will be played without crowds. We did have Channel 7, which is the national broadcaster of the AFL here in Australia. Uh, actually, they uh, came on uh, their news today showing us how they were going to actually simulate crowd noise for their TV broadcasts. So whenever a goal is kicked, there'll be the, the rise in the crowd. Otherwise, there'll just be a nice, gentle hum in the background and hopefully a little bit of umpire abuse as well. That's interesting because we've just yeah, been discussing true. that mm. in, in football and they've done it in some countries. They are considering it in the Premier League and I've got to be honest, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, has there been much pushback on the idea of sort of artificial crowd noise? Having watched the football for round one where they had no crowd and it was the only time that we'd actually seen it, having some sort of noise will be a, a, a benefit, no doubt. It was very sterile with having no crowd in the background. So it'll, it'll, it'll lift the, the spirits of the fans, hopefully. What about uh, that fantastic commentator? I don't even know if he's still with us anymore. Rex Hunt. Um, Paul used to play his speciality at the, the end of a, a game when it was all over, didn't he? he started the singing. fat lady Does, singing. Does, is Rex still yeah. working in radio or not? Rex isn't working as a commentator. He has been a little bit. Uh, every now and then they'll uh, sort of bring him out for, for special games. But otherwise, no, Rex is pretty much retired and uh, spends his life fishing the bays of, uh, of Melbourne and around Australia. And that's right, whenever the game was sort of... He would declare it as being over, and it might even be 15 minutes from the end. He would get that opera singer's voice going, and he'd go... Brilliant. It is fantastic. I still... It's, I mean, I was in Australia with my mate in the car, and we were listening to a commentary of an AFL game, and suddenly I heard this high-pitched noise coming out of the radio. He said, what's that? And he said, oh, yeah, that's just Rex. And he explained it. And I've t- it's, it's still gobsmacking to most people that, that halfway through mm. maybe a Premier League commentary, Martin Tyler would go suddenly soprano. It just, uh, But it's, <laughs> it, it, it is brilliant, Tony, isn't it? Uh, it is uh, it's fantastic. He, uh, and uh, he also had a, a real big habit of uh, nicknaming all the players. So there were times where you didn't actually know who had the ball if you didn't know who their nicknames were. So he, uh, he definitely had a unique style. There's no doubt about that. Brilliant. Good to talk to you, Tony. All the best. Uh, look after yourself. Thanks very much. You too, guys. See ya. Tony Shabaki there from SEM Radio Melbourne and the voice of the MCG. If you've been to a game there, you would have heard Tony's dulcet tones over the PA system. I'd quite like to hear Martin Tyler go a bit sopranos, never mind, yeah. soprano. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, anyway, we'll try and find you. We did play a little bit a while back, but we, as we've been talking about it, it seems wrong mm. not to. We'll find you a little bit of Rex Hunt uh, a little bit later on. Uh, but thankfully, we're doing German rhyming slang this afternoon, and you've been sending you've been sending those in to us. And uh, a nice one from Chris Hensher, who says um, he's a very quick Timo, as in uh, Timo Werner learner. Very good, very good, very good, Chris. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. As promised, Rex Hunt, um, the Aussie Hawks commentator, and top fisherman, many TV shows in the world of fishing, as Nigel Botherway would tell you, uh, does have this thing. When he considers an Aussie rules game to be over, if a game, if it was football, if the fifth goal went in, for example, or the fourth goal with 20 minutes, 15 minutes left, um, the fat lady would sing. And he would do yes, this. It's start the car. It's what it is. It's start that. the car, but maybe a touch more elaborate. Uh, this is what Rex mm. does. Paul Chapman, last year's best and fairest from the 50 to the punt road end. Another one. Bring her in, Rex. Yeah. What makes it even worse? He's got a terrible voice. He's Absolutely. had a great voice. I mean, maybe it wouldn't be quite as good, but there we are. That's the, Go on, Martin, if you're listening. You know you don't on, do Martin, that. You can do it. You can do it on the first game back as the fifth goal rattles into the net with five minutes left. We spoke to Henning Vane earlier on, German comedy ambassador of the UK, and he has come up in lockdown with some German rhyming slang. He has decided that's uh, the way to go, and he came up with some very good ones for us. Uh, Adam mm. Dark's been in touch. He said, uh, don't believe a word he says. He's a notorious Sepp. Sepp Meyer, liar. Perfect, Adam. Thank <laughs> okay. you very much yeah, for that. Yeah, very good. I've been, uh, Tom's, uh, Tom Lane says, I've been doing a little bit of lockdown DIY. Ask the missus to pass me the Matthias to get a nail in. The Matthias Sammer, Hammer. <laughs> hammer. Uh, very, very good. Uh, we've well, had a few others. Let's have a look. I'll just keep rattling through these if I can. Keep them coming. Talksport.com. Text 1889. Tweet T-S-H-N-J. Uh, Marks, he says, uh, hang on, mate. I'll give him a Rudy. Rudy Voller, holler. And he'll be here in a bit. Fantastic. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Around this time every week, Andy Smart, ball runner, comedy store player, Farnborough fan, oh, and yes. non-league uh, paper <laughs> journalist. Cheese chaser, uh, uh, crest of runner. Um, <laughs> And a lot, basically, he's done it all. So um, that's all we've got time for. Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got polymath. Once we, go, once we go through what he's done. But anyway, he loves films and he loves sports films and uh, he gives us oh, his yeah. top five. Good afternoon, Andy. Afternoon, boys. Yeah, American football, an industry you worked in with Andy back in the old Channel oh, 4 yes. days, didn't you? Yeah, in 1988, we went to uh, Super Bowl Twenty Two at the Jack mm. Murphy Stadium in San Diego. And I do feel like I've, this weekend, I've actually, I do got a slight concussion from watching so many American football films. I mean, I've seen, I've seen so many close-up hits. It's just, it's just been endless. Well, let's get underway then. Number five is a film I was not familiar with. I was familiar with all the others, 
Um, but yeah. not this one, Rudy. Yeah, oh, no, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's not on many people's list, but um, it, I, I, so what I do at the start of every week, after I do, after, straight after this show, I'll be doing it this week, um, I, I, get, I get a load of all the top fives and top tens and top fifties of, of that um, sports films. And this one kept coming up and I'd never heard of it. So I sat down and watched it and it's a fantastic film. It's, it's about, it's a true story of Daniel uh, Rutiger, who was known as Rudy. He was basically just too small to play American football, but he would, he, he refused to give up the dream. And he, he just, he, he was from a small sort of mill town and he refused uh, to sort of uh, take that on and, 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 and went back to school. And at the age of 22, he went back to and, and joined the uh, Fighting Irish at the Notre Dame. And uh, he started off as a groundsman there. And, the, you know, he basically just just kept persisting and, and eventually got. A, well, I won't give the end away. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> but, yeah. But he, bits, cause the Fighting Irish have been in quite a few films. Like um, mm-hmm. there's one bit where he actually reads the quote from one win one for the Gipper, who Ronald yeah, Reagan played in uh, yeah. in, in in Newt. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's uh, yeah the, the Fighting Irish. That was the film. We're gonna. Um, so it's it's just mm-hmm. it's just a great film. We're gonna play a little bit now. This was a moment in the film because it didn't go. It obviously didn't go without a hitch. As all good films uh, yeah. do. Um, and this was where uh, young Rudy had been booted off the team by the new coach who'd come in. And this is uh, the, the groundsman trying to get him back on side. What you doing here? Don't you have practice? Not anymore. I quit. Oh. Well, since when are you the quitting kind? I don't know. I just don't see the point anymore. So you didn't make the dress list. There are greater tragedies in the world. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad to prove to everyone prove that I worked... what? That I was somebody. Oh, you are so full of crap. You're five feet nothing. A hundred and nothing. And you got hardly a speck of athletic ability. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land for two years. There we are, gives you a flavour. And really all of these... me. It's very hard. It's very hard. Very hard not to descend into cliche when you play these clips because they do kind of completely bind. Anyway, as we'll discover as we go on. So that's number five. Yeah, that's the yeah. 1993 film. Oh, I like the sound of that Rudy. one. Rudy. Yeah. Number four, yeah, Andy. The Longest Yard, which uh, was originally in 74, uh, Burt Reynolds made a film called The Mean Machine. And this was oh, yeah, Adam Sandler's sort of, uh, he, he remade it in 2005. And he got Burt Reynolds to actually play the coach in the, uh, in the remake. And it's, it's a much funnier film than the original. Mm. Uh, Chris Rock's in it and Adam Sandler plays a, a quarterback who gets sent to prison for driving offences and ends up uh, being asked to sort of set up a, a team to play against the guards. And it's, uh, there's a great bit where Burt Reynolds actually, uh, he, he actually... Uh, did one play against uh, Brian Bosworth, who, uh, who we met uh, at the Super Bowl party in San Diego, um, the Boz. And um, uh, he was supposed to have a stuntman for it. And he said, no, 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 I've got one run left in me. <laughs> and, and he ran over Brian Bosworth, who really gave it everything. And uh, apparently, I mean, it looks great on the film, but he had to be carried off the pitch. And uh, they actually left that bit in the film. Is that you see him just being just, That's for real. When he's being carried off the pitch, it's because he's been hit so hard. 
yeah, Burt Reynolds, yeah. Wow, we. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow, because they made pretty... they then made a Mean Machine, a football version, didn't they? Vinnie Jones, the guy That's Richie. That's right, with Vinnie Jones. Yeah, and Homage to Lily's in it. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great little sports film, yeah. Just going back to Rudy one. momentarily, uh, Andy, uh, it starred yeah. a, a young lad called Vincent Vaughan, or Vince Vaughan as he became known in one of his early films. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. he played the part of Jamie O'Hara. <laughs> not the, not our Jamie O'Hara, but AJ. One of the chances, Vince Vaughan is Jamie O'Hara. Um, so there, yeah, yeah along this yard, I, I have, yeah, yeah, I've not, not seen the first one, but um, I do remember it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I have seen the second one. It's good fun. Yeah. So uh, are we, we going to hear a clip? Oh no, oh, no, we're not of this one. We've got three oh, clips sorry, for okay. you. So um, pick up. Yeah. Next up, Andy. I've seen this one. I love this film. Yeah, Remember the Titans, which is uh, based, again, on a true story. Because in 1971, Virginia schools at the time were all segregated. But uh, two uh, two of the high schools closed down, one black uh, high school and one white high school. And so they were they were forced to, uh, to merge into one school at T.C. Williams High School. And it's basically about, uh, this is the story of uh, um, well, uh, Herman Bone, Boone, who was uh, played by Denzel Washington, he plays the coach. He has to get the the black and the white uh, kids together to play for the school team, and it's uh, I mean it's fantastic. It's it's based as I say on a true story, mm. and the actual real coach he 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 he, he realised the problems he was going to have, and they had a pre-season training camp in Gettysburg, in Virginia, and uh, he the, uh, he went to get them on the coaches, and the two coaches there was two coaches, one for the black kids and one for the white kids. And he said, no, I'm not having that. And he he made them uh, he put them on mixed coaches, and that sort of just started off this amazing sort of journey of them learning to play together and how you know basically if you if you play as a team you can overcome the hatred and all that. It's a fantastic film. Yeah, it's very good. Based good, on again good. a lot of they you know I like they always play fast and loose in history, but it is based on a true story and uh, great performances. Yeah. He is. It's fantastic. And we're going to play a little section now. And so many of the big set pieces of these movies are in huddles mid-game or in the locker room. And we'll come on to number yeah, yeah. one's a, a locker room scene. But this is Will Patton who plays the assistant coach in the movie, Bill Yost, talking to the players uh, in their big match. Have a listen to this. All right. Now, I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. And if they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure that they remember forever the night they played the Titans. Leave no doubt. There we are. So Hello. Jerry Bruckheimer film, as if you hadn't guessed already. Mm. But uh, it is, it's, a brilliant, it's a brilliant movie. It's a real kind of, it gives you a good Sunday afternoon feel, although every day Sunday afternoon at the moment. So it doesn't make much difference. Now, <laughs> talking true. of Sundays, yeah. Andy, number two. Yeah, Any Given Sunday is a great fit. It sort of paints them all, uh, all American footballers as gladiators. And it's... Uh, it really is just, it's, it's Al Pacino's favourite film because he, uh, he, well, he wasn't playing a, a cop or a gangster and uh, he really enjoyed just playing a normal, uh, uh, you know, a normal Joe who's, who's the coach of this, uh, this college, of this uh, franchise team in, uh, down in Miami. And uh, they actually, uh, the, the house that, because uh, uh, Dennis Quaid's in it, he plays the, the main quarterback and uh, the house that they, they filmed it in was actually Joe, Montana's house 
um, the uh, Miami Dolphins quarterback. And uh, it's uh, it's just it's a, it's a great film. Sorry, Dan Marino. What am I talking about? Montana Forty Nine ers. Yeah, Dan Marino's house and uh, De Niro and he's <coughs> both up up to play the coach and they both turned it down. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they did because Pacino is is he's so good in it. And it's about the yeah. It's 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 also got Cameron Diaz playing the yeah. ringless owner. Playing a and, villain, uh, that's right. It was a kind of woman villain in in an NFL film. Was yeah, uh, was based on a real the, character. She, yeah, yeah, and it sort of shows basically how you know it looks at the marketing and the business side of, of, of football and how the coaches and players are just you know they're merely properties that are owned by the club basically. So mm. it goes almost into rollerball territory in that one. Yeah, mm. and James Woods is a dodgy doctor. James was a dodgy doctor, yeah, because basically the first two quarterbacks go get get injured, and it ends up with Jamie Foxx who's playing uh, Willie Beeman. He comes in uh, as the third string quarterback, and they've got four games left in the season. It's just, it's you know, it's, it's it's a fantastic uh, yeah. feel good movie, and uh, and it's it's just yeah, the, the the football in it is fantastic. There's so many big hits in this one. Hmm. Bit long, isn't it? It's not Oliver Stone film. It's a, it, 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 it could yeah, be half hour shaved off it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so before we get number one, Andy, I know you're keen to mention the ones yeah. that make it because everybody will be shouting yeah, good idea. movies yeah. at their uh, at their um, radios at the moment that they think is going to be your number one. So, what didn't quite <laughs> you can't make hear it? Us, I don't think. Oh, there you go. I'm back. Yeah. So yeah, we're just quite, asking you for your yeah, alternatives. Yeah. Yeah. What didn't quite make it, Andy? Which uh, movies didn't quite make it to number one before you reveal it? Which other ones were in the mix? Uh, the Blind Side with Sandra Bullock. She won the Best Actress uh, Oscar for that one. Yeah. Um, the Water Boy is very funny with Adam, another Adam Sandler one. Leatherheads is a very oh, yeah. funny film with John Krasinski and and George Clooney, and uh, Renee Zellweger's in it. And Heaven Can Wait's a real sort of good family sit down and watch where. Um, Warren Beatty refuses to die because he wants to play in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> and then Horse Feathers, of course. Horse oh, Feathers, yes. where they actually, the football scene in that is with the Marx Brothers. I mean, yes. they've got oh, of course, yeah. where Harpo, 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 scores, Harpo scores by driving a chariot the length of the field. That's yeah. one of the plays. That <laughs> yeah, it sounds good to me. You can argue concussion, <laughs> maybe, the Will Smith movie. Couldn't you? That, that yeah, yeah, fits yeah. into that. It's and, a brilliant uh, movie. Paper Lion, of course. Paper Lion with Adam Alder playing George Plimpton in the Oh yes, yeah, yeah, of course. He, where he, where he actually, uh, as a journalist, he went and played with the Detroit uh, uh, Lions as a as a quarterback. Yeah, and um, they didn't tell the players that he was a, a journalist. <laughs> he got beaten up quite a lot. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and of course Newt Newt Rockney, All American with uh, with Ronald Reagan as the giver. Right, but uh, what what was your number one? Number one is Friday Night Lights, which is just oh yes, uh, it's just an incredible film. It's uh, Billy Bob Thornton, and it 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 keeps it doesn't go where you think it's going to go. Let's put it that way. It's a great film. It does it doesn't it doesn't sort of use all the cliches that we've talked about in uh, the other films, except for some of the big speeches. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're going to play the, the speech I am about gonna... perfection is being able. Uh, yes, I believe <laughs> I am, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think let's play you a little bit now because this is a big locker room scene. I'm fairly, that's fairly certain that's the one. I, it was it was all of two hours ago. It's all a blur. But um, let's, let's yeah, yeah. yeah, I think this is one of the big locker room scenes. Here we go. Now, most of you have been playing this game for 10 years. And you've got two more quarters 
And after that, most of you will never play this game again as long as you live. Now, you all have known me for a while, and for a long time now, you've been hearing me talk about being perfect. Well, I want you to understand something. Being perfect is not about that scoreboard out there. It's not about winning. It's about you and your relationship to yourself and your family and your friends. So, yeah, that gives, kind of gives you a flavor of uh, the, the, the <clears> sort of stuff. But, uh, but it was a yeah. sort of successful it was sort of TV series spin-off that came from it as well, wasn't there? There was, mm. yeah, yeah. It had, the, it had seven series it came off the back of it. Cause it's, about, it's really about a small, uh, run-down Texas town called Odessa. Um, uh, again, it's, it's sort of based on a real story. And um, it's, it's about how, you know, the, the hopes of, of the, the ex-players, sort of they, once they've had their time as the, in the school team, they then sort of just live their lives looking backwards at that rather than looking forwards, and it's sort of, it's 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 a it's tragic. It's a warts and all film basically about American yeah. football. It shows you the good side and the bad side of it. Sure. Now I don't know, Andy, if you've uh, thought about next week, but I'm just looking very quickly online. It seems cricket is a possibility. It's quite a lot of cricket movies, oh, yeah. and more than I've, you'd possibly I've, imagine. I've, yeah. I found loads of. Yeah, I found loads of cricket mm. movies. In fact, I was nearly in. I was nearly in um, Lagan, which is uh, oh, yeah. oh, yes. half hour. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was near. I, um, my, all my mates were in it. Howard, Howard Lee, and uh, Chris England, and mm. yeah, they were all. They all. I think Chris wrote a book about being in it, and, uh, didn't he? Because Chris, I think Chris mm. joined us. He yeah, chatted he about. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, what are you thinking next week, yeah. Andy? Yeah, go on. Then I'll do cricket next week. All right, then. We'll have, Let's do cricket. Brilliant. We'll have five yeah, cricket lovely. movies for you next week. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Just before we spin the uh, Clips of the Week and Wheel of Fortune, uh, German rhyming slang. Uh, we've been talking about this. Oh, yes. Henning Vane, mm. uh, comedian and German comedy ambassador of the UK, kicked that off. It was his idea. And you've been adding to it. And Paul Forrestal, quite rightly, says, we've got to stay alert to make sure we don't come to any Philip. <laughs> Philip Lahm. Harm. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so keep them coming. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Yeah, Carsten has qu- featured quite a few times, the old German striker, but he will not be read out. Anyway. Listeners. Uh, <laughs> don't be a Carsten. Anyway, let's, um, let's uh, bring you the uh, Clips of the Week Wheel of Fortune. We'll spin the wheel once again. It could land anywhere, and we'll just bring you some random Clips of the Week as they went out that Friday um, many years ago, I'm guessing. So let's do it. And the wheel has landed. Um, has on, it really? Yeah, it has, yeah. October the 26th, 2012. They've, they're unedited as they happened on the day. Here's the clips of the week from uh, October the 26th, Friday, of course, 2012. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Start with a new series on TalkSport. Oh, Nobody's yes. heard it. It's a corker. Hmm. It is uh, Teach Yourself Croatian with Ian Danter and Martin Allen. Centre forward he's brought in there. What's his name? Jelovic. 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 He's Jelovic. 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 
Yeah, you love it. I was fluent by the end of it. It was brilliant. It's fantastic. I know the way at the railway station. (laughs) I can order stuff in restaurants. That's it. I love it. He's talked what's answered to Michelle Thomas. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going back. (laughs) Here's a caller now to Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues. Yesterday, I was fishing on the ooze. I was obviously carrying a fair bit of water. Yeah. And uh, I slung a lump of meat out because it's the only time they eat it. Yeah. And... I had people come and chat to me. Well, when people do that, I usually slacken me drag. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be doing that. You don't want to be slackening your drag. No, not really. Really? Don't slacken the That's drag. That's how he catches fishes, you know, fish. He basically waits till they hit the set and he throws a lump throws of a meat. Throws a piece of meat at them, yeah. He hits them on the head, it stuns them. Yeah, well, that's, well, not a bad system. <laughs> in with the net after that. Yes, go on. Yeah. Now, this is Mark Saggers, uh, Talking Spurs. Well, it's uh, it, the Tottenham fifth, and then West Brom, West Ham, Fulham, giving it a different complexion at the moment. So Spurs and AVP. I mean, who? AVP. That reminds me, I must pop down to P and Q. Yeah, you should do. get some DIY. Just pop in there. Um, uh, Andre Vias Poas, of course. Uh, what's, oh yeah. What's next, Andy? It's Russell Hargreaves introducing Extra Time. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Extra Time here on Talk Sport. I'm Russell Hargreaves in London and with me tonight is John Krieger in Detroit, Michigan, USA. And if you're just waking up, here's what's happened while you were sleeping. Yeah, not much. No, must have been a bit quiet. A bit of a quiet night, really. It was quite a long music bed while you were asleep. You didn't miss much. This is Beaky. Yeah. We love this, don't we? No, we do. Uh, then I'm at Goodison Park on uh, Sunday for the Derby game. One thirty kickoff. Full commentary on Talk Sports. So don't forget to miss that one. Thanks, Beaky. Well, I'd actually put it in the diary, but I've now scrubbed it out. Yeah. Here's Mickey Quinn now chatting about Arsenal. I know they want to win things. It is about winning things at Arsenal Football Club. And he did a brilliant job when he was winning things. But the cupboard has been dry for seven years. Dry? The cupboard has been dry. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew it was bare, but I didn't know they were still slightly tacky to the touch. All we can think of is that Mick knows somebody was involved in a sort of re-varnish of the camera. Maybe they did it up on the, on the base. They were going to win something. Yes. And, but they've, and it's still just a touch, just a touch tacky. It is. Um, Next, uh, we're, we're calling this one... Uh, listen carefully, folks, especially towards the end. Our Dutch correspondent, correspondent, our Dutch correspondent, <laughs> I'm getting Dutch, um, Marcel van der Kran, thought he got away with it, but he didn't. I think the fact that he's making it so obvious and clear that he doesn't want to renew his contract, doesn't want to sign a new deal, um, puts the club on, or on force to it, or is, is forcing the club to make a decision. <laughs> Just a little one, wasn't it? He thought he got away with it, but he didn't. <laughs> we heard it. Now, we've often wondered how they pronounce Ajax in Barnsley, and thanks to Goffey, we now know. David Silva has been ruled out of Manchester City's game at West Brom tomorrow, as well as their Champions League trip to Ajax midweek. Hayax. Hayax. Hadrian. The pronunciation <laughs> is Hayax. <laughs> so back to dance and uh, Martin Allen. Is it okay to call them Scousers? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But you have to do the Jamie Carragher high voice. You do. Yeah. You can call them Scousers, but you have to do the, the, the high voice. Afterwards. That was good. Now, here's Quinny again. It is Saturday. The Premier League is back. So we can sports breakfast with me, Mick Quinn, him, Max Agus, here on Talk Sports. Come on. Oh, I can let one out. 
I think you find that was Marcel van der Kran, our <laughs> Dutch correspondent. Right, uh, time for the travel now with Adam Orr. Traffic and travel on Talk Sport. With Sport Magazine, now available as a free iPad app. Download it now at the App Store. Delays in South Yorkshire. Yeah, delays yeah. in starting the travel. Yeah, <laughs> quite a lot of delays by the sound of it, mate. Uh, right. Back to Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues. Hmm. Hello from Duncan Deck Fishing Secret Lake in France. Ah, uh, Duncan Deck. Yeah. I love them. On uh, I love them in I'm a Fisherman, Get Me Out of Here. Very good. They're tremendous. They were, they're, they're lovely lads as well. Good old Duncan Deck. <laughs> um, now, I'm uh, sure you're aware, uh, talk sport listener, that <laughs> yeah. the Bushmen of the Kalahari communicate through a complex series of clicks. But if they ever start a uh, football league, we now know who to send to cover it. Ipswich sunk to the bottom of the table and losing at home to Derby. In League One, leaders Tranmere lost 2-1 at home to Don Carlsner. Gar- <laughs> <laughs> lovely click. It would be great. It'd be so good, wouldn't it, the post-match interviews. Everybody else, every other journalist down there, can you translate for us, Moose? Yeah, no problem at all. We're definitely going to send him out there. This is Sagas and Stan on kickoff now, talking Edin Dzeko. Edin Dzeko's goals to minutes on the pitch is... How many minutes does it take him to score one goal? Go on, show... N- nine. Nine minutes? That means he'd score ten, ten goals in a game. Realistic. What's so Edin Dzeko's goals to minutes? Yeah, is. but he's, he's played a fair bit. Go on. Oh. One goal every 46, 46 minutes. That's not to be sniffed at. <laughs> he says 46 after Stan's told Yeah, him. and he just says, oh, yeah, 46. <laughs> like he knew. It's too late. You can't say it then, Sag, as he's told you. It's that, I don't want to mm. play. It's that, oh... Wasn't it? So, uh, Andy, finally. And finally, Andy Gray reflects on the unsavoury Sheffield Wednesday Leeds game. In a game that's highlighted as having potential uh, trouble, why, why, why put it on on a Friday night? A good question. And normally at this stage of the show, it's Alan who uh, bursts into song. But take it away, Andy and Tom. Why, why, why? So there we are. There was the clips of the week <laughs> from back uh, in 2012, uh, October the 26th, chosen randomly by the <laughs> clips of the week Wheel of Fortune. We'll bring you some uh, more from the archive tomorrow and a fresh batch, of course, on Friday. Uh, let's squeeze in Steve Bruce's Striker, the murder mystery novel, one of three Steve wrote, the Newcastle manager, of course, back in the late 90s when he was still playing. And we'll pick up where we left off yesterday. We're on the chapter six now. Uh, expect more uh, mentions of his uh, fully loaded Jaguar car. Um, and the term... <laughs> Flesh mag, which, uh, which was uh, one we hadn't heard for many years <laughs> yesterday. Uh, letters for town manager Steve Barnes is suspicious of uh, one of his strikers, Jimmy Lawson, and uh, has successfully pursued him to a dark car park. He's entered the back door of the building attached to the car park, but is immediately confronted by two men dressed in black and armed with truncheons. One of the men is about, is about to land a blow of the truncheon full on Steve's bunts. Chapter 6 my fitness stood me in good stead. I dropped my shoulder, just like Darren Huckabee or Ryan Giggs as they prepared to pass a defender, and avoided the worst of the blow. Nevertheless, the truncheon struck my shoulder a glancing blow and I felt pain. I lunged forward to avoid a second blow. The guy in front lashed out with his right boot. I moved fast, 
grabbed his leg and threw him back down along the corridor. He hit a wall and fell heavily. By this time, the second guy had his truncheon against my throat. He was cutting off my air supply. I didn't like that very much, so I let him have it in the gut with my elbow. He let out a gasp of pain. The truncheon fell to the ground. He doubled up. His chin was in line with my rising knee. I let him have it full in the face. Blood spurted from his nose and I heard the crack of a bone breaking. It's very painful. I know. I've been there. If you can believe that. The second guy was on his feet. He came forward. Then he lunged. I thought he was going for my legs, but in fact he wanted to reach the truncheon. Despite the pain in my elbow, I got there first. As my fingers reached for the truncheon, the other guy got a grip on my throat. He squeezed hard. His hands were like shovels. The guy was strangling me. Now I could feel myself getting dizzier. My body went limp. Struggle was pointless. I was losing consciousness. At least, that's what the guy thought. He'd won and he could relax a little. He let go of my throat. You okay, Mal? He asked his mate. His mouth was open as he spoke the name Mal. I smacked him in that open mouth. He tried to stand up. He was groggy. I kicked him hard where it hurts. He leaned forward, grunting with pain. I kicked out at his face. It took the full power of my strong right foot. It was like booting the ball from defence to the touchline. It was a wonder the guy's head didn't fly along the corridor. What about that? Quite, Very dramatic fight violent, scene, wasn't it? Fight scene brought to life. Yeah, that's right. Bit where just, the, the truncheon struck me and I felt pain. We would do as a truncheon. Yeah. I love the fact that a, bl- a bloke took a truncheon to a fight and didn't use it as a truncheon, but used it to cut off someone's ear. <laughs> Strangled with a truncheon. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. I'm going to bring you a little bit of music now. It's uh, by Jar Wobble, who joined us in the studio a little while ago, and uh, GZ Tian, his uh, son, and it's called Dim Sum. Here it is. There we are. Uh, yeah, Dim Sum <laughs> by Jar Wobble and uh, GZ uh, Tian. That is, of course, Gianni's uh, son, Charlie, who is a former, uh, may still be a pro footballer. We'll discover uh, more now. But, uh, guys, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good, thank you. Uh, and good afternoon to you, Charlie. You are right, yeah? Yeah, yeah, good. We <laughs> we, we we enjoyed that. Um, obviously, from the name GZ Tian, a bit of a Chinese influence. And there, there is a reason for that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my mum's Chinese. So, um, you know, I've grown up probably closer to that side of the family in, in terms of culture because um, of her, her parents, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think musically as well. On my mum's side, I play, play instruments as well. So they've... Um, you know, at least with Chinese music, it probably taught me everything I know. And um, I think, you know, it probably comes out in my own music as well. Uh, hence the name, yeah. It's 
It's a bit yeah, John, you... your dad, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well I, I've, ruined, I've ruined his life. We live up north, but I made him become a Tottenham fan. So oh. I'm to be honest. You know. Yeah. Did you, I was going to ask you that, because when, when last time you came in, John, you're obviously a massive Spurs fan. And um, so you did Did you give Charlie any any choice? Was there, did he? Did, because they, no, up, no, up, no, no, no. No, and his, his brother, my eldest boy, Ty Ty, John, but he's John, his name's Ty Ty. He did once say to me, we were walking in a local park, and I swear it was one of them days where there was a thunderstorm brewing in the distance. And he said to me, Daddy said, Man, United are a good team, aren't they? And I said, We're Tottenham fans in this family. And I looked down at him as the thunder, as the thunder roared. But I had a mate of mine in the East End whose son at eight said he wanted, he, my mate's West Ham fan, so yeah. took his son down a pub with him and all that. And he said, Dad, I want to be a Chelsea fan. I can't stand this. And he angrily said to me, you will stay here and you will suffer with the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. And is that, that's that what good. you've been doing, Charlie, suffering with the rest of us? Yeah, it's particularly the past two years or so. I mean, we got we went to the Champions League final, but hey, we remember a shout here. But I don't know. With, with, with United, when I was a kid, obviously, they were winning everything. And um, I just said to my dad after the uh, after we, I mean, the game was over in the first five minutes. I said to him, "Could you not just just let me and my brother support United?" But you know, it's too late now. Even <laughs> if you wanted to go go for United or Liverpool, you know, Tottenham. By the time you, you're this age, you, you can't change your team. You know what I mean? Even even if you wanted to. When no, I you... take him, he he, he, hmm. he would go with me. We he played football on a Saturday morning up here, and we'd bomb down to Tottenham. So. He got used to the atmosphere at the old White Hart Lane. I, I take him down there every home game, you know, for years. So he's <clears> he's imbued with it. He loved it, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's when you're never going to beat that atmosphere you had at the old stadium. You know, no. we'd be in the Lower East Side. It was, uh, you know, near near the corner there, near the Park Lane. It's great, you know. You're never going to get in them days back, like the old Upton Park, the old Berlin sure. Ground you want. Yeah. No, of yeah. course, that's that's true. Uh, you three will, of course, be fully aware that this is the eighth anniversary of Chelsea's win in Munich. On, uh, oh, God, that was one of the bleakest evenings of my footballing <laughs> yeah, yeah, life, that was. That was so bleak. Your lovely, your lovely, lovely, delightful kit man. What's his name? The kit man, yeah? What a lovely bloke. Hmm. We know the you. We know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All so, good stuff. So, Charlie, are you, so you did play pro. You played at York and elsewhere. I mean, were you still playing music all this time when when you were playing pro football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I've been playing music and football probably since about the same time, probably from the age of three. My dad mm. always forced me to play football. My mum always forced me to do music. <laughs> but um, I think the uh, I think when I was about sixteen, obviously I, I went to York, uh, signed my pro contract on my seventeenth birthday. Hmm. But um, I was always I was always doing music. I think music at that time was more something which which helped me kind of switch off. Um, yeah. My main instrument, is a Chinese it's violin called the Erhu, and I'd always come back from training and just play for hours on that. Probably spent more time playing that than than you know training. But well, uh, show an interesting thing with him. When it was when he was a game, he felt he hadn't had a great game or was frustrated with the result. He come back here and he taught himself to play German piano pieces. Yeah, right. Like really? you know, and artists and stuff. Yeah, he's a talented boy. Well, the only thing I didn't say anything to him. My old man come back a bit traumatized from the Eighth Army. Um, he was El Alamein veteran, and he come back and although he'd been trying to kill, had been killing Germans, and they'd been trying to kill him. He taught himself to deal with the stress. German piano pieces. Isn't that weird? Wow. You know, he wow. did know that wow. Yeah, they're both, it's the weirdest thing in it. You know, they both taught themselves German wow. piano pieces. 
that he gravitated like, towards that without knowing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was down in the gutters a non-league before York, and I'd probably say it's not too far off the World War, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, down here. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the defenders called Psycho and Mad Dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, good, a good, a good white place uh, to to pay your dues, certainly. So, um, is that it football wise for you, Charlie? You, you, would you go? Would you, is this music all the way for you now? Um, definitely in love with the music, but uh, not. I wouldn't say it's it with football. I mean, hmm. I'm um, I'm still playing at the moment just for my unit. And, uh, you know, I've really, I think isolation, if anything, just got me back in love with training properly. You know, I mean, yeah. I think I think the past year or so, it's been a bit, you know, well, definitely part time. Just, you know, training, playing football, get, you know, just loving it. But I think for the past, I'd say, one or two months, just been at it like I was when I was, you know, professional. Well, just, he plays the two he plays for. He goes to King's Uni, but he plays for GKT. That's the, that's St. Thomas's guys. And King's place for the hospital with the young yeah. doctors. So they've all, but all his teammates been dealing with the COVID stuff. All this, you know, mm. and they won the double with him last year. So I think they're very happy with him. But he's yeah. training like mad right now, actually, isn't you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I am. I'm. I'm training like mad because what else are you going to do? Exactly. You know. Yeah. So uh, I think he's looking to go back into non-league next year. So when he runs up, have it down. Uh, you know, there. I think he's up for that seventh, seventh tier of the pyramid or whatever. You know what I mean? Wow. And John, looking at your website, I, just, I, yeah. gave up, oh, I gave up martial arts years ago. I did it, and I gave up maybe a little bit too early because it's just a lovely, fun thing to do, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, you should keep playing all the time you can. Certainly. Yeah. Sorry, Andy. What were you going to say? Yeah, well, I'm, no, no, I'm no, starting just... again. I'm playing. I'm, I'm playing walking football. I was supposed oh, okay. to be tour- oh, really? a tournament. Did oh, you? Really? I played a point and FC walking football and box football Cheadle. I played for you know. Oh, so right. I played two. So. We're all the good lads. I like to say a big shout out to all the lads. I miss them. You know, we can't play at the moment. You know, yeah. I play on a Wednesday. A lot of United, the, the, the ex United kit man plays down there. And it was a big United contingent down at Pointon. And on the Friday morning, we play. The Friday morning's the rough one. Lots of debates about, you know, me kicking people and that, which is nonsense. You know what I mean? Walking, you I like the idea it. of walking football hatchet, man. It's great, isn't it? It's a great well, idea. You still have them all levels. There's a move. There's a moot point because everyone runs anyway, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's no, that's no good. You need a good. There's a good lads and good players down there, you know. Yeah. yeah, nice one. Yeah, I was just saying. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but you're looking at your website. You you also dabble in art, and uh, a lot of people, of course, have been watching Grace and Perry and doing a lot of art in lockdown. So I see a lot of yours have been sold. So have you been producing some new work? Yeah, I have been. Yeah, but done a couple of paintings in the lockdown period, and you know. Uh, I just find it very rare. I just paint, you know, I make, this is with Charlie, it's like something, you make music for fun, you play football for fun, you do it all for fun, you know. Yeah. If you make money, great, but just enjoy your life, you know. And it's funny, the arts have had such a bad name with schools on it, really, the last few years. It's all, you must do science and you must do business. And I'm not knocking science and I'm not knocking business. But you notice in the lockdown, you go on Zoom and everything, all anyone's doing is learning guitar, um, learning to paint, you know, it's playing true. piano, you know, all into the arts. We need the arts. And when Charlie talked to me about, you know, football or music, it doesn't have to be one or the other. But I said to him, given a choice for me, it would always be the arts. Of course, football at its highest is art. I'll give you the Dutch team of 74. If that ain't really art, is. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know, so there no, you good go. Point. So where, where yeah, can we find really where right. can we find the, the track, boys? And is there plans to do more stuff? Yeah, we've got a family album, so the missus is on it. 
John's on it, my older boy's on it as well. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's an album coming out in a uh, couple of months, I suppose. We'll bring that out. We've, we've played together before as well. It's just I'm 61 now. If It's now or never to really do it. So it's just a family. It's a family fun project. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, and, and I like I, I like the boys are good boys. Charlie's a good lad. You know, he's a good, you know, good lad. He's very talented and everything. So, you know. It's fun for me. He's got his own career going anyway, as GZT, and he's 100,000 streams, I think, already, and he's only just started out. You know, he's doing all right for music. He's doing good. You know, and Brilliant. it's just a fun thing, really. You know, I get on with them all. So, you know, while you can, you do it. You know, simple as that. Of course. Well, look, keep up the good work, boys. Good to talk to you. Appreciate it. Yeah, look after yourselves, and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Andy. Look after yourself. See ya. There we are, this uh, Jar Wobble there and the GZT and his son Charlie. And we'll play it with a little bit more of that track, uh, Dim Sum. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So there we are. That was this afternoon. Thanks as always uh, for listening. We return tomorrow from one. Until then, look after yourselves. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.